Hello, Blindspot fans, and welcome back for Season 2. We're looking at Season 2, Episode 1 in Night So Ransom Rogue, and we will see you after the opening. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I am so excited to be back. Yeah, right. And I well, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and I absolutely do not regret this song choice. For those of you who don't know your late 90s, early 2000s techno, this song is called Sandstorm. Because I have no shame. <laughs> Welcome back, you guys. It has been... A bit of a hiatus, and it has been a long time to stew over what we saw this past season, but we are getting right into it. We are covering episode one in Night So Ransomed Rogue, and with me tonight, I have the wonderful Gabriel Gonzalez. Hey, Katie. So fun to join you guys here on the Blind Spot After Show. Uh, you can find me, fans, on Twitter at Double G on TV. Can't wait to talk about the show with you guys. <laughs> you can find you guys on Twitter, it me. Sorry. It's just me. For those of you wondering, Stephanie Garrett will not be joining us this season. There were scheduling conflicts, so that is not a thing that is going to happen. It looks like she might still be keeping up with the show, so you know, tweet her, tell her your lover, all that fun stuff. I am Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaje, that is K-I-A-X-E-T. Uh, we're going to have the live chat up in just a minute. We do have our hashtag going, ABTV Blindspot. So if you have anything fun to say about tonight's episode, if you have any questions, comments, any of that fun stuff, throw it in the hashtag, throw it in the live chat. You may well get a shout out. So, we are starting this season off with a bang. Like, for those of you who didn't know what you're getting into, here's some torture. This is Blind Spot. How's everyone doing? So, what did you think of this episode? I loved it. I mean, season two really just ended on that very weird spot. It was almost anticlimactic because you had the Mayfair dying in the penultimate episode, and then there was more of a mystery setup with Weller finding Jane and finding out she was connected to it. So to see the aftermath play out, how they're going to reintroduce the characters, not just to us, but to each other, it was a lot of fun for me, and I really enjoyed it. I Somehow I wasn't expecting a time skip, but I'm not at all disappointed that we got one. So we pick up three months later, we are looking at a CIA Oregon black site, which is, you know, a real good way to do things. Right? <laughs> we pretty much know what's going to happen there. And we just see Jane being tortured by the CIA. They're trying to get information out of her, information that she may or may not have. We see her remembering some of her training, and they prepped her for this. They prepped her for the electrocution, and they prepped her for getting beaten. Like they, The they, waterboarding. Oh, God, yeah. the waterboarding. They pretty much knew that this was going to be a thing that occurred. And so it's it's rough watching this. Because you still adore Jane. It's like, oh, this this is not what I wanted in my life. Why is this happening? But it's a really good way to throw us right back into the thick of things. No, definitely it was. I think because with Jane, it, it's not like she had it coming. It's not like she was a good guy and now we found out she was a bad guy last season. So definitely it was tough to watch. But I actually like, you know, after she kind of gets over it, we see just, ex they reminded us exactly why Jane Doe, Taylor Shaw, whatever you want to call her anymore, is such a badass. And I love that because it got us right back into this is Blind Spot. This is what you guys came to see. Like, oh, yeah, for those of you who've forgotten what it's like over the hiatus, welcome back. Uh, real quick, can we get the live chat zoomed out a little bit? That would be awesome. Thank you. Notes for our wonderful Booth hum human being, who is an incredible human being. Yeah, so You're the she, real MVP, man. Yes. 
So she breaks out of a black site, which is not supposed to be possible without outside help, but she's got the drain cover prepared as a flail, and she's got a needle from fighting them when they put an IV in her skin. Like, she, she is hit it absolutely... hit in the tattoo. Well, they put that IV in her yeah. because they wanted to revive her because she made like she drowned herself. Yeah. And I guess she managed to break it off and keep it in her skin, and they just didn't catch it, which... <laughs> but it works. So she gets out of there, and then two weeks later in time, we have this wonderful, wonderful fake-out. It's a chase scene. My intel is good. Well, we're going to hunt her down, this and that and the other. And they're arresting a counterfeiter. Like, oh, we tried. Did you think that they were chasing Jane already two weeks later? Honestly, that was the point of that scene, was that it was a giant fake-out, and I was totally down for it. You know, at first, there was just something off. I feel like they would have been acting a lot differently. I get that it's like, oh, they're already found Jane, and that's exactly what she'd be doing. She'd be holed up in a house somewhere. They're going to send the people who know her best, but... I felt like, you know, Weller and the team really would have been acting differently if it was Jane. So that's why I was like, ah, I think they're messing with us. It's not Jane yet. But we were also getting back into the swing of things with all of our characters, with Patterson being the eye in the sky, with everyone else being on the ground. It was just, it was a lot of fun to watch. It was. And I, I adore Patterson. I have missed her. She is a wonderful human being. Oh, she's the best. She's my favorite character. She's my favorite. Hands down. She's my favorite. She is glorious. So, yeah, that, that was a blast. It was a good thing to see. And we have the introduction of several new characters. Um, I think we had Roman last season in just bits and pieces. Yeah. I feel like we did. I feel like we only ever had him for an episode or two. Uh, we finally get to meet Shepard, which, holy cow... Right? That was not anything I was ever expecting. Not so soon. I felt like that was something maybe we would lead up in the mid-season finale for this one. But no, they they threw us for a spin on that one. Welcome to season two, ladies and gentlemen. Three months was a lot of time to burn off camera. Right. We're getting right into this. And it just, Okay, we're going to skip ahead. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about all the big reveals because... Go for it. Holy hell. Let's talk about this. So we have Shepard, which... Thank God we're casting more people of color, especially since we have a habit of killing them. And, I mean, you know, Mayfair really was holding up the average there on that show. <laughs> I mean, she I was mean, a woman of so. color and a lesbian, and obviously we talked about this a little bit last season, but Hollywood has a terrible, terrible habit of if you're a lesbian, you cannot have a happy ending. You cannot have a happy story. It's all about someone dying or someone being in awful dire straits or someone being sick. Like, no one has normalized... A lesbian relationship in Hollywood. They always have to die. And then we killed two of them last season. It's like, can, can we not? Can we not? Please don't let anything happen to Reed and Zapata. Jeez. Yeah. But I'm, I'm well, happy not with... So, no, just kidding. I'm very happy with Shepard at this yeah. point. She... God, we get like five minutes of screen time from her. And it's just like, well, this is a gigantic info dump. And also, you seem incredible. Oh, my God. Um, Ivan Soto in the chat says, we haven't seen Luke Mitchell last season. We saw Kitty Roman, but not adult Roman. Okay, that okay, makes that sense. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, can we zoom live chat out a little bit? That would be wonderful. Thank you so much. Yes. By the way, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. alum, well, what's his name, Luke Mitchell? I, I'm, I just am so used to just calling him Link, Link, yeah, on that Lincoln. show. 
Yeah, so I think it's really cool. Um, we've seen him play a bit of a secret agent. He obviously has a similar skill set now, and I think he did a great job introducing himself to the Blind Spot show because I think he's going to make it for a lot of fun this season. He was great. And just, by the way, he's Jane's brother. <laughs> Hello, what? And Shepard is her mother. Hello, what? Dun, dun, dun. Because it was a huge info dump that happened in the span of like three minutes so I'm sitting here typing furiously, going, I need to take notes for this, but oh my god, I'm going insane. <laughs> no, she really does do that, fans. No, just kidding. I thought she was going to break that iPad. I'm like, damn. Oh, insurance? this iPad has seen me through one season of this show. It'll be good. It'll be good. It's my um, favorite part. <laughs> you tried? Yeah. We, we, he, he usually does that on one of the other after shows I'm on, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. So we, we got a huge info dump. Evidently, Jane was originally Alice Kruger, mm-hmm. and she was born in South Africa. Her parents were anti-apartheid advocate, ad, wow, activists, words, I can do them tonight. And they were killed by the government in their own home. So the government basically took the kids, put them in the secret military academy slash orphanage and said, hey, you're, you're going to be an operative of the state now. We're going to train you. It's going to be great. You're going to kill people for us. Child soldiers. Yay. And then when I guess the U.S. broke them out because Shepard said she was an American soldier that went through into, the, um, into that particular little academy. And broke them out. All of the different kids were adopted out except for um, Jane and her brother, who were evidently too dangerous, too into it. They were very good agents, which makes them, you know, difficult children to raise. So Shepard just went, okay, you and you, Dibs, we're doing this. And they chose new names. So her brother is now Roman and she is now Remy. So we got like four different names that we're calling her now. I was going to ask, so that's a big question for the fans. What do we call her? Jane? She's not Taylor, but we pretty much had it beaten into us last season. You're going to call her Taylor. Alice? Remy? I'm not really sure which one I actually like. I think Alice was kind of the one-off that we can leave in the dust. Like that used to be her name, but she changed it and it's way back when. I, I feel like that's just, this is how it started. That's not anyone's name anymore. So you want to just stick with Jane, probably? Because I feel like Remy's just not, just doesn't fit. Oh, At least not I've for been... the grown-up, you know, kicking ass on this show. You know, I think it does. Really? But I have been wired so thoroughly from the first season to just call her Jane <laughs> that I'm probably going to wind up sticking with that. It's like, it's sorry, a... you're Jane. That's just how this goes. That's how life is. We're good. We're good. I see you. Jane is better. I agree. You know, as for uh, Amaze. Amaze in chat. And just, God, yes, so much information for this. And she immediately turns around and goes, okay, well, we need you back in the FBI. So I, I, I love that this cover story just keeps getting turned around. Tell them, Kelly, I have all these names written down and I don't think I put it on the board. Who was it that kidnapped her? Um, the, um, do, 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 do. Wait, who are you wow. saying? I thought you they, mean at the end of last who season? Who supposedly kidnapped Jane, who was Cade. her cover story. Thank you. Yeah, it was so like, it starts with a C, and I have nothing else. Well, that yeah. is why there's two people here. <laughs> Thank you. Otherwise, I'd just be losing my mind, like I'm not doing that already. Yeah, so I'd, I'd love... Yeah. 
I love that the cover story is that, well, Cade kidnapped me and, you know, he held me for three months and I've been trying to get back to you. They're like, <laughs> okay, so now we're going to turn you back around and send you to the FBI and uh, tell them Cade kidnapped you and that they've been holding you for two for three months. Like, no, this is incredible. Um, I love that chat has a minute delay and now I'm getting all the people telling me his name's Cade. Thank you. You guys are super helpful. Yeah, yes. I just love the turnaround for that story because that is some beautiful, beautiful dramatic irony for the audience because we know all of the pieces. And so it's hysterical for us. Like, yeah, just tell them Cade did it. Eventually someone's going to figure out that Cade is super dead. Personally for me, I always find it very convoluted when you try to define like agent, double agent, and now triple agent, which is how they describe it. It's like, okay, so originally... She's an agent for the FBI. Now they kind of send her to be an agent for, you know, Sandstorm, the terrorist. Originally she was an agent for Sandstorm. Sandstorm put her in to be an agent for the FBI and then revealed to her, surprise, you're a double agent, your allegiance is with us. And then the FBI saying, no, your allegiance is with us. And her saying, yeah, no, I'm I'm down with the FBI because, holy cow, y'all are killing people that I like and you promised me that this would not be a thing that occurred. Yeah. So, yeah, and so we are... And then they send her back, and then Sandstorm sends her back to the FBI. Well, Sandstorm still thinks she's a double agent. Okay. They, and then... Shepard is suspicious that there is a third layer here, and Roman's just like, Sister! Yay! <laughs> Highly trained operatives, ladies and gentlemen. I know. They actually really are, but there, there was something about that bit with the traffic stop. Because we're, we're sending Jane back, we're sending her back to Sandstorm, as we've dubbed it, and they get pulled over in a traffic stop while Jane is bleeding from a gunshot wound, because mm-hmm. that's part of the story. You need to shoot me, I need to make it look like I got away from Cade, but that I lost something in the process, they're not going to buy that I didn't, that I got away that easily. Yeah, so Zapata shoots her, because someone's not super happy with life right now. Did you think Weller would really do it? Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I, was, I really thought he would, too. And then, you know, I love the way they set it up because Zapata just cold-blooded. It was awesome. But when I was watching that, I thought he is going to do it. And I thought that would add such a depth to the Jane Weller relationship just because we know about the love interest and how they felt for each other last season. But that would just further to this thing like there is no going back, at least not for a long time for these characters. Well, and we've got two very different... We've got... Okay. They're different, but... I cannot words tonight, you guys. This is my second show. Life is great. Oh, good. Fairly similar, but branching off. Super perfect. We are professional adjacent. They don't know that that you've done two shows. They think you're fresh as as a daisy. No, I think we still got a few people in in chat from uh, Camp Camp. Yeah, so... (laughs) Watching Zapata's reaction to the betrayal and watching Weller's reaction to the betrayal, we have some similarities, and then they just branch off wildly. Because Weller takes it a lot more personally, I'd say. That's sort of, we were in love, we were this, I thought you were Taylor, I wanted you to be Taylor, it's your fault that this person that I cared about is dead. And Zapata is just stone-faced, don't trust her, it's her fault, this is all, just wow, watching Zapata go, it's cold. And it's terrifying. But I kind of like that, though. It adds this depth that, you know, when it comes to blows, what's going to happen? And who's going to be caught in the crossfire? 
They're not about to kill Jane no matter how mad Zapata is at her. It's TV. But what if something happens to Roman as a result? And where does Jane now suddenly uh, hold her allegiance? Because you got to think maybe that relationship is going to grow between her and her brother now. So I think having Zapata be that wild card, is she going to eventually trust Jane? Or is she going to hurt someone else in the crossfire? I think that's going to make it very interesting from what we saw in that episode. For Zapata, I'm expecting it to get better and then a whole lot worse. Because that is Zapata's life. It's just, we're doing better, we're doing better. Oh, no. It got worse. It's true. That happens all the dang time for her. And just, again, we see her being a foil for Reed and the two of them being this great balance. I love them as a pair. I don't necessarily ship them in any capacity, but I love them as a pair. I love them as partners. They are super fun to watch. No, I, I agree, too. They're very the yin to each other's yang in, in terms of a team. And I think that you see that, and I th- wouldn't be... I know you don't want to just ship them just because, oh, it's a guy-girl character and they're around each other a lot. But honestly, I feel like the lengths they're going to be willing to go for each other, it's it's there. It's a possibility. I'm not saying that's where the show will go, but I think when you have two characters who really need to trust each other, especially when they're trying to find out who they can trust because of what happened with Jane, I think that's what makes it very interesting. And I think that's what the fans really want to find out because it's not just about the action. It's not just about the mystery. It's about how it all impacts these characters like Patterson, like Weller, that we've just come to like. Oh, yeah. We definitely. They're very good Excuse me, at looking at the human side yeah. for this sort of thing. And just because I don't personally ship them doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I mean, y'all go wild. Mm-hmm. Um, chat has been correcting me. Evidently, Kate is very much alive. That was a long time ago, guys. That was a few months. It's been a long time. <laughs> I guess I need a season one recap for myself. Well, you know, I heard there's a really great after show on After Buzz TV that could catch you up. I don't think you so understand think how little I want to listen to myself talk for uh, uh, what is how many episodes? Like twenty three hours. I was gonna say there's, there's this really funny blonde girl on there. I think you'll like her. <laughs> I know. Welcome to the blind spot after show. You know, I know we have to keep the language at the level of the show, otherwise I'd be expressing opinions right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I will come down hard on the not ship side just because, for one, Reed had that relationship with Weller's sister, actually, that I was 100% into. That, I thought, was pretty great before Sandstorm was like, hey, you need to not with the investigation, otherwise you're going to murder everyone you love. So uh, can you just not do that? That'd be great. Sandstorm is evidently the boss from the office. Right? Yeah. Well, I, okay, getting into that with Sandstorm, because they just felt like such a individual entity. Like, they, I didn't feel like they were on the scale that, what's her name, Nas Kamal really made them out to be. I mean, when you had Jane just doing this stuff for Oscar, I felt like, okay, they're really trying to use guerrilla tactics. They're not freaking blowing up buildings and all this other stuff that Nas brought up. So I actually found that very interesting, because it's like, I don't feel as if the group, at least as we saw them last season, is capable of doing these things. So I feel like, what? where am I missing that all this resources and just how is it possible? You know what I mean? 
Well, keep in mind that what we've seen of this group so far has been very small snippets and all directly related to Jane. Right. Whereas Jane is their Trojan horse, etc., into the FBI, but as we find out, they had operatives in the NSA. I wouldn't be surprised if they had an operative in the CIA as well, mm-hmm. just not one that was connected to the black room that she was kept in. Mm-hmm. Like. And we find out that they have a mole in the FBI that hasn't been activated yet. So we get this nice little montage of zooming in on everyone's face like, who could it be? Who could it be? That's our mystery for the season. Last season's mystery was, who is Jane? The season's mystery is, who is the mole? Turn it, tune in for season three when we get another who is question that'll carry us through the entire season. We have a formula. Right. It's like they have a system or something. Yeah. <laughs> I I, well, no I had a idea. quick question before we get off the topic, and I want to go back to him. Roman, you it. talked about that scene where they're in the car and they're at the stop. One, very badass from him. So like I said, it's going to be very interesting. But when I was watching that, I felt a little weird because I actually felt like there was almost like a little bit of flirting going on. I know that I'm obviously I was very wrong, but it's like... Why does he feel, like, so close to Jane and it's like, oh, I'm already going to give you my blood randomly? It's like, uh, where is all this coming from? Because, and then I found it weird because it's like, okay, if you're already that cool with her, why aren't you talking more about Oscar? Because if there was something going on, obviously he would have been the third person in the way for Roman and Jane. But I just wonder if I was alone with the fans, maybe feeling a little weird, like, why are you so cool with her? You need to take your ship goggles off, dude. No, I'm just saying, it's like, really, why are you so cool with them? <laughs> Siblings, good friends, former partners, and not necessarily romantic partners, but, like, partners. I'm just like, saying. There are so, so many reasons to be close to someone that aren't romantic. To randomly so just many. be giving your blood in a car doing a transfusion while you're driving 40 in New York? Yeah, that's something he's done before. I don't know. I just couldn't buy into it. Just like, oh, you guys are just chill like that. I mean, he'd also broken into a hospital, gotten himself a set of scrubs, gotten her into it, and was able to give her medical treatment. Like, this is not something that is outside his range of skills. This, okay. Even though the viewer has never seen it happen, and Jane has definitely never seen it happen, this is not something that is unfamiliar to Roman. Uh, okay, I agree with that. I don't think it's necessarily that that was within his skill set, just that how their relationship already in one episode feels very rushed. Okay, we understand that they have a reason to really have that trust in each other. Certainly, he has more of a reason to not be suspect of her. But I think just the way that it almost felt like Jane was kind of willing to go along with so much, even though she is undercover, that felt a little rushed to me. And that was maybe one of my few things. Yeah, they do explain why, and it makes sense at the end of the episode. But in the middle, I was... I was confused, plain and simple. All right, I was I was definitely willing to hand wave it for, and her putting up with it for, okay, I want answers, this is my end goal, I will put up with uh, all of this noise in the middle I guess to get to the end Here's goal. a question, had they not, had you not known that he was going to be the brother, who, what do you think their relationship was going to be? Because obviously they knew each other before ta- ah, Jane lost her memory. Yeah, I just thought they were in the group together. They were just like, tight like you that? have you have a very small group of people who work together in a ton of operations and who have been working together for years. You get extremely tight knit. So I would not have been surprised if he had been another, yep, you know, we're part of the group. We've been mission partners for years. It's a thing. 
Like, I would not have been surprised. He has that level of familiarity with her that she doesn't recognize again because amnesia. But okay. for us, we're getting used to people knowing who Jane is and her not having any idea. Like, oh, it's another person she's worked with who knows who she is. Okay. This is like the sixth person we've had that did that? Cool. It's Tuesday. <laughs> Must be Tuesday. Must be. So, yeah, it, it didn't come off as romantic to me just because we keep seeing so many people who, I already know who you are. We were just like this before you forgot literally everything about me. I guess I'm alone on that ship. Yeah, you are sailing that ship alone, dude. It's like a dinghy. It's like I'm sailing the Titanic. <laughs> I would not recommend going down with that one. That is, that is not a good hill to die on. I'll tell you what, if I had to share a door with someone in the frozen Atlantic, I would not, you know, just be kicked off no matter how pretty she was. <laughs> actually, that was a piece of wall molding. It wasn't actually a door. Whatever, I'm so sticking to it. was not to thick it. enough. <laughs> this is what happens when you Same have difference. friends. This is what happens when you have friends who are really super into the Titanic and know everything about it. You learn all of the things. Anyway, we are two and a half seconds away from the off-topic button, and we have a lot okay. more to talk about. Let's talk about Naz Kamal. Let's okay. talk about her. I actually really like her. She felt, okay, she felt almost too textbook mysterious. I know that they want to introduce a new player. Obviously, you know, can you trust her? Should you trust her? She just kind of comes in and is dropping all this information like, we knew what was going on with Jane. This is why we didn't tell you. She's been held here. She had all the answers that she knew she was keeping from Weller and the team. But I don't know. I feel like they're... It's like they made her obvious, like, oh, you totally can't trust her. But, you know, it's too obvious to say she's the mole for Sandstorm. But she's definitely very powerful. Her reach, I think, you know, exactly the extent of it, the fact that she could provide Patterson with this amazing supercomputer that's off the books. The quantum server yeah, farm. Exactly, you know, the level of resources that she has, I think learning just how far it reaches, I think is going to be interesting. But right now, I'm not sold. I don't think that she is the mole, but she is part of, I think, maybe a third player, not FBI or the government, not Sandstorm, but something completely independent, and I don't think that's out of the question. Well, I mean, they did say she's part of the NSA, and she's part of the NSA that's off the books, which I buy it. I absolutely buy it. The NSA is a scary, scary branch of the government. And so, You sound I'm worried when you say that. Have you done anything? Not just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I'm a writer. My search history makes me look like a serial killer. <laughs> Every writer will tell you that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, Google, it's true. I'm a writer. How does this happen? Google, I'm a writer. How long does it take for a body to decompose? <laughs> like, yeah, that's awesome. I, I got my degree in creative writing. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I got to share a lot of work sometime. Yeah. No, seriously, every writer, your, your search history looks pretty freaking crazy. It's true. So right. yeah, I was absolutely willing to buy it that she was from the NSA, that they've been keeping tabs on the situation for something that's that big of an anomaly and that has affected different branches of the government that has thwarted terrorist attacks that seems to almost be an earlier alert. Well, let's look at this tattoo. Well, it turns out that it's about this. Well, we didn't know this was happening. Hmm. Maybe we should take care of that. All of season one. 
So I would find it hard to believe that other branches of the government, that other investigative branches, would not know about this. So it makes sense to me that the NSA, with their, yes, all of the information practices, would know about Jane, would know about the task force, would know about the tattoos. Like, I'm not surprised that someone came in with answers and with a different perspective. I think, you know, it's a good point, and I think that it's very important to note that with the absence of Mayfair, we understand that Kurt, although they were, you know, you had the interim director, you had obviously um, Oscar, they're trying to set him up to take the head spot. He did not. Three months later, he is just assistant director, so, you know, I don't want to say just literally Nas is being brought in to fill the role for Mayfair, but I think that, you know, kind of taking that role as far as being this leader... Even if you can't trust her yet, I think that's maybe what we're getting at so far. I would disagree. Really? I think she felt, well, Mayfair was unequivocally the leader. Yeah. Like, the buck stopped with her. At the moment, we have two different co-directors. We have mm-hmm. Kurt and we have the white guy in a suit whose name escapes me, but he's a white guy in a suit and they are a dime a dozen and always villainous on this show. I was going to say, I feel like that dude plays the same guy in every show or movie because I know I've seen him before. I just can never remember his name. He's like our third white guy in a suit on this show and the other two have been villains so far. This is not, we had Tom the Vampire and then we had the other snake in the grass who also whose name I cannot remember. Him. He was that important. I So we have our third white guy in a suit and he is uh Gabriel, yeah. Okay. So yeah, we have two assistant directors. We have I'm assuming at this point is co assistant directors because uh Kurt did not want to step up into that, you're right. I don't think that Nas was brought in to fill that position. I think she is becoming a member of the team, but she's more of the outside consultant. I have information from another branch. I have a different perspective. She's not meant to be their new leader, and she's not meant to be the new Mayfair, in my opinion. She's right. meant to bring another perspective and another voice to the team. Okay. I think just from what I got from the season premiere, she's, as far as on the ladder, she, despite the fact that they're in different branches, just period, she is above, let's say, Weller and the other co-director. So I think that's why it feels that way. Uh, could she take, you know, be brought down to more level role? Uh, okay. I think I could wait to see that happens. It's just right now she feels too up here, you know, over Weller. You know what I mean? I guess that's how I feel after that, where she's coming in with the helicopter right there on site where they got her, where she, you know, where she's the one like, yeah, I kept all these secrets from you and you can't do anything about it. I think that's where I'm kind of getting Well, she is part of the NSA. I mean, it's the NSA. I know, but it's the FBI, too. They're all people with guns with the mission. You know, there's a, you, you can, the, each of can them we, is able to make others disappear is what I'm getting at. Can we make that the new tagline for the show? They're all people with guns and a mission. I need no, that on a shirt. For real, though. <laughs> hey, they, they're all government agencies that can make people disappear. And they have rivalries like the different branches of service do. Air Force people will always make fun of Army people, will always make fun of Navy people, and will always make fun of Marines. It goes around in the same way that the CIA and the FBI and the NSA don't always gel. There's territory okay. issues. There's, you know, they'll work together if they have to, but mm, it's mostly like, oh, it's those guys. Right. 
So I'm trying I'm, to figure. No, no, no. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I guess I'm just. Look, I'm just trying to figure out where Nas is coming from, and I think that's. Look, it's only the season premiere. We got another 22 episodes, oh, just like yeah. last season. So we got a lot more answers we're gonna get. Yeah, we have plenty of time. But for now, I like that we got that little bit of backstory. I like that we got that that's why she called this organization Sandstorm, because they scare the hell out of her as well they should. I I just, I I like that bit of her. I like that we got that little bit that humanized her. I like that she's different. I enjoy her as a character. No, definitely. She's, She's very powerful, and I think when you add so many of these new faces, on top of the ones we already know... Exactly how that dynamic plays out, who kind of takes a back seat, who becomes the alpha. All that gets very interesting because you have essentially all these characters who don't like to take a step back. They like to be the ones, you know, in control of everything and they're not going to just go with something that they don't feel good with. And I feel like Nas is going to force them in a way, certainly Shepard. So I think it's turning out to be very fun so far. Well, and I did like that Kurt basically opened the choice to the team once Jane was off and heading back to Sandstorm, was you don't have to do this if you don't believe in it. I'm not going to force you to do it. I actually really liked that as a leadership move. No, I I agree. I think that um, we all knew they were all going to agree, I feel like. If one of them didn't, then it'd be like, okay, character, you're gone. And you're leaving the show. Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye. Exactly. So I I knew that they were all going to join... I felt like maybe Zapata of all the characters would have been the one to like, you know, I'm not with it. And maybe we see her do her own thing for a bit before probably coming back and being in the mix in another episode. But yeah, the fact that they're all all on board, it's not an easy alliance so far. So we're going to have to wait and see because one of them is definitely, I think, going to just go at Jane. We're just not sure which one. Obvious well, I mean, one Zapata is about the, shot her, so. Yeah, but when we know, taking into account what we know about Patterson and just how being a part of not just her friends and her coworkers, her family, just how she feels for them, the fact that Jane betrayed that. Yes, yeah, Zapata's the one who's already shown she's got no problem shooting Jane, but Patterson, if pushed, you think that maybe she doesn't have it in her to take a shot at Jane? Not quite so literally as Zapata? I feel like she's the type to more easily forgive. I feel like she has, it's it's kind of a fear the quiet ones thing. I feel like she has less of a temper and you would really have to push her to put her over the line. But then when she goes, God help you. So I feel like she'd be a lot less outward rage and possibly a little more forgiving. Uh, See, I tend to think that maybe she'll try something more passive aggressive. So, for example, let's say something happens that Jane is just shot her trust for her even more. I wouldn't be surprised to see, let's say, Patterson try something like turn off Jane's mic, so now she's suddenly in trouble. She knows Kurt and them are safe. But then, you know, let's say Kurt is back on Jane's side, maybe he gets mad at Patterson, and now there's this more disconnect with the team. But I just feel like Patterson is that wild card. You know she could do a little bit of everything, and you just can't put a pastor just on a character decision that she can't take a shot at Jane if she feels like these people honestly are being threatened and she cares about them so much. I feel like she wouldn't do anything like as devious and underhanded as turning off the mic. Like if Patterson's going to make a move, by God, Patterson is going to make a move. <laughs> She's going to get the bomb launch code and well send it at her apartment. It. 
Just like if Patterson's going to do something, you will know that Patterson is doing a thing. Like, I, I don't think she is the suspicious, sneaky, underhanded type. I would expect that from a few other people on the show. I would not expect that from Patterson. Okay. So, again, I, I feel like it would be much harder to push her into doing something like that. But once she does, God help you. Okay. So I feel like she would be the last person to kind of just randomly snap and take a, take a swing at Jane. I feel like Zapata would do it. I feel like Reed would do it if you hit the right buttons. But for me, Zapata's kind of at the top of the list. I, you know, so far, uh, for just one episode, I agree with that. So, again, uh, we'll see. We're at the season premiere. Right? We're trying to get all these answers out of nowhere. It's like, um, you know they're going to leave and come back, too, during Christmas. So. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing that we need to talk about that we haven't hit on yet, because we are starting to run a little low on time, okay. is the flash drive that Mayfair left them with the right. three files in it. We we had the initial program. We had Orion, and we have answers on what Orion is. It's a Navy program, not unlike SEAL Team 6, that's you know completely off the books and does spec ops stuff. But unlike SEAL Team 6, they have definitely taken out some targets that they probably shouldn't have. Allied targets, they bombed a French embassy, I believe it was, that was blamed on Al-Qaeda. There's, they've done a few things that you probably shouldn't be doing if you're on the up and up. So that's what Orion was. And we still have M7G677, which is just an image file of a black hole. Question mark. I love the, the two are super secret government programs, and one is a fairly good desktop wallpaper. Well, you know what that's going to happen. Metaphor. I honestly feel like there's something coded into there that they just haven't figured out yet. And it's going to be like a black hole, something that threatens to destroy everything in its path uncontrollably. Something like that. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It's something I... I feel like metaphor is part of it, but I also feel like there is something hard-coded into that image that they just haven't found yet. Because they were still working on stuff from the Orion files, and they had to have access to the quantum computer farm in order to get the computing power to put things back together. They got a bunch of images of what looked like failed missions, downed U.S. helicopters, downed soldiers, etc. And the zoom and enhance thing actually worked. And they find a down Jane. Yeah. In full-on flak jacket and everything. Well, I guess, does that imply that Mayfair knew about Jane before she ever stepped foot in Times Square in the pilot? I don't know. I feel like it's a stretch to be like, look at all these little teeny individual soldiers. That one, I know that one. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure about that. And Um, I'm not sure how backwards and forwards... Mayfair knew the data that she had. True, you know, but I guess that goes into question. And you know, it ended up in her safe, and she left clues for the team to find it. So, is this the mission Mayfair wanted them to go on next, despite the fact that everything they had going on with Jane and herself toward the end there? I mean, they can multitask. <laughs> it- you know, if you work on one project at one time and you get a little stagnant on that, you work on a second project. <laughs> I wish I knew that back when I was in college. I would have done a lot better. (laughs) God, I know, right? It's like, ah! So, yeah, if you're stuck on something, it's perfectly okay to put it down for a little while and do something else. Or take a nap. Turns out that your brain solves problems in your sleep. It does, doesn't it? It does! 
It does. You know it, what solution I always come to? I when I wake up, I forget what I was doing. So <laughs> I, I learned it wasn't that important. <laughs> Usually for me, when I wake up, it's oh god, I need to sleep more. <laughs> so what happens when you six? When you have a six forty-five a.m. wake-up call for your day job? Yeah, is there anything else you wanted to touch on that we haven't covered yet? And chat, I know you're on like a minute delay. If there's something you want us to talk about that we haven't yet, now is the time. I think that um, we're probably going to get into in predictions who do we think the mole is. I think that's the last remaining question when we we want to bounce those ideas up in the air. But besides that, just great premiere. I think they brought us right back into what we love about Blind Spot. I, I hope they're not done with the tattoo mysteries because... Oh, I'm sure they're not. Yeah, I mean, if you really break it down, they maybe solved about an arm for as many as she has. She has the whole rest of her body full of clues that I'm sure we're going to get answers to. So, yeah, great premiere. Well, and we've established that there are multiple meanings to every tattoo. So, I mean, they could mine this for forever, provided they have an overarching plot. Right. So, yeah, no, I am down for that, that... I enjoy this show so much. I like that we didn't try to sandwich a procedural aspect into this as well, that we just had all personal stuff. And it looks like we're getting back to the balance of personal and procedural next week. Because, you know, blind spot previews, they never actually tell you anything. They don't, really. Kanye shrug. (laughs) All right. Real quick, I want to talk to you guys about iTunes. Thank you so much to everyone who went on, who rated, who commented, who subscribed, who left us reviews for last season. You guys are wonderful human beings. We absolutely adore you for that. Thank you so much. And if you like this after show and you want to keep us on the air and you want to keep us talking about this crazy procedural that has just gone completely insane and we adore it, the best thing you can do... Go on to iTunes, find After Buzz TV Blind Spot, uh, leave us a rating, five stars, please, because you know you love us and we love you too. Uh, leave us a review, let us know how you think we're doing, and, you know, subscribe to the podcast. Because our producers do go on and they do go into iTunes and look at these reviews and look at these ratings and say, hey, you know, this after show's doing pretty well. We should keep it for next season. Yeah. So if you like us and you want us to stick around, that is the best thing you can do for us. And if you're not in the U.S., if you're in the U.K., if you're in Australia, if you're someplace that doesn't, that's not in the U.S., and you leave an iTunes review, take a screen cap of it and throw it in our hashtag, ABTVBlindSpot. Because we discovered that we can't see reviews from other countries without going down and changing the iTunes store, and it just gets really weird in terms of localization. Oh, really? That happens? Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, if you want to see reviews from Great Britain, you have to go down into the settings and switch it to the British iTunes store. That could be so much more popular than I even know. I just never Exactly. So, yeah, if you leave a review in an iTunes store that isn't the U.S. store, please take a screen cap of it, throw it in our hashtag, ABTVBlindSpot. We adore you guys. Seriously, thank you so much um mostly what chad is saying is that rich.com is coming back for episode seven which we know (laughs) that is going to be a blast and also a train wreck oh yeah definitely introducing him back into it oh my god that human being if we have nothing else to talk about this let's uh let's swing into predictions real quick let's go let's work for a little bit of that and And the light shows back I love the light show so, so, creepy. so, so much. So much. For being abducted. So we see that Sandstorm has a mole in the FBI and a rocket. Like, ah. I mean, you just, where do you keep that thing? In, like, someone's backyard? 
You have the it's underneath the city block. Underground silo. I know it's New York though. I mean, they got a million subways, so it can't be on under Manhattan Island. So. Well, who says they're even in the city at this point? It could be out in the fields somewhere. I mean, somewhere out in Jersey. I, that, that's why we have. That's why we have so many nuclear air force bases in places like Wyoming and Colorado. Like it's flat. There's no planes mm-hmm. here. Yeah, there's missiles under the ground. Guess that's true. Yeah, so I would not be surprised. Um, Everyone wants to talk about who the mole is. The I will be completely honest. The last thing I want to do is speculate every episode about who the mole is. Oh my god. Well, uh, okay. Here's the thing. We'll only take one guess once tonight, and then we're not going to talk about it. But we're going to hold on to that, and we get bragging rights when it's revealed. I'm okay with talking about it whenever the show brings it up. It's just. Last uh, last season for Arrow, they revealed a grave in the season fin- in the season premiere, but didn't say who it was. And I swear, most of our predictions were who's in the grave, who's in the grave, who's in the grave, and it just got. Did you run think it was going to be Felicity? No, because I sure didn't think it was going to be Black Canary. Anyway, other we're on show, another show, other show. <laughs> Point being, I don't want to have a repeat of who's in the grave for this show because okay. that wore out real quickly. So, if they talk about it in the show, we'll talk about it in the after show. But okay. otherwise, leave it alone. Question mark. So, who do you think is in? Who? Uh, no, I was about to say in the grave. Who do you think the mole is? I'm Katie? gonna go with the white guy in the suit. No, it's too freaking boring. <laughs> I think Doctor Borden because I think the aspect of they've told he knows all their professional and personal secrets could make it interesting. Um, I actually really wanted to be Patterson just to change the game. Oh, God, I think I, I will collapse Patterson, into a I love Patterson, but I think, hey, she already knows a little bit of everything. She wanted access to the quantum computer. We've seen her training. I think she's got, you know, in in the field skills that she's just keeping. They all keeping. do. They have to. Yeah, but she's with probably going to... the exception gonna, of Dr. Borden. We're going to find out that she's on par with Jane. We just had no idea. <laughs> I so think I, I will be heartbroken so if Dr. Patterson Borden or Borden out there, the but Patterson wild card. Let's have some fun. I will be absolutely heartbroken if it's either of them. Just full stop. Anyway, we are wrapping up. We need to get out of here, and we've pretty much talked about the whole show at this point. So, Gabriel, where can the people find you? Hey, Blight and Spot fans, you can find me on Twitter all the time at Double G on TV. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kiaxet. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. Z Nation is coming back. We are changing our time slot for that show. We are Mondays at 7 p.m. We're going to talk about the two-hour season premiere. Also, Red vs. Blue is rolling back around. On Wednesday, 7 p.m., we're going to talk about the, uh, the uh, previous four episodes. And we're back here. And it's great. I am super excited to be back. How about you? I'm excited to join the crew. It's going to be a fun season. Oh, it's going to be such a blast. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 